everybody from me, Brent Graham, Thursday night, 9 o'clock. Let's just switch that alarm off. And welcome to the Handicap Rugby Chat That Matters. I don't know why I'm sitting that alarm for 9 o'clock. It's a bit late for me to have woken up and realise the show's about to start. But good to have you with us. We've got plenty of rugby to talk about this weekend. We'll recap briefly on last weekend as well. We had a big win for Australia over the Springboks. I tell you what, social media goes absolutely ballistic when the box lose. Total overreaction, in, in my opinion, but we'll hear from the guests on that. But we'll also talk about the uh, the second well, the, the, the second round of matches between the respective sides from last week's rugby championships. And we'll talk NPC Bunnings, which Bunnings NPC is back to New Zealand rugby. I know Hendrik Swat is dying to get into that. And we've got uh, Neil who is very, very keen to talk about the Gallagher Premiership. So let's introduce the guest, and we'll start with Henrik. Henrik, you you got your top on, mate. And uh, I very nearly got my second Australia try within the 40 minutes last week, although in the end, they didn't even score two tries in the whole match. Yeah, Brent, um, after that first try, it certainly looked like you're in with the shot and having me topless on the show. Um, yeah. I was disappointed in the box. That was a game that I lost on. I went under there. That was my best bet. And Anders never stood a chance. Um, even with Pollard missing every single kick, almost that he, that he attempted. Yeah. And in the end, that cost the box. And I was on the box minus as well, which never was never a runner. You guys were all on the plus, um, on Australia, over some Australia points and, yeah, you all called it uh, very well, and I, I was completely wrong on that game. Um, yeah, but this week we go again. Excellent. Yeah, well, I know Neil was strong on the plus because I actually followed him on that in the end. But I must tell you, Neil, before I bring you in, it's, you know, sports betting is fine margins. My bet for that game was going to be Australia over one and a half tries. And all I was looking for was eight to ten or better, and that was my bet. I was going to climb in on Australia over one and a half tries. As it happened, the over one and a half trials was priced up at about sort of between six and seven to ten. It was a little bit short for me, so it, it didn't fall within the range that I was going at. So what I did was I changed my mind and I, I followed on the Australia Plus, and that was my main bet, and it, it turned out well. But Neil, it, it is amazing how you know those little decisions you make. You know, you don't know at the time, but the fact that that one and a half was actually shorter than I expected actually made me win on that game. Alternatively, if I'd actually got my original bet down, I would have been pretty disappointed. No, I think, Brent, you, you hit the nail on the head there. Um, just to to touch on it, I was also really, really close to pulling the trigger on that over one and a half tries. But then, obviously, I looked at the box history with the amount of tries they conceded. They haven't conceded, conceded more than a try. I think it's now up to 13 games now. And I just said to myself that if the over one and a half tries lands, the plus will also land. So that, that was my logic. And I was just like, okay, heavily involved in the plus. I think it's a cracking bet. So just sort of stuck to my guns there. And obviously, all's well that ends well. Excellent. And I mean, we'll get on to it right at the end of the show, but Gallagher Premiership's back. And I know you're a massive fan of the Premiership, you and the conductor. And uh, it really is great rugby to watch. I think in the past, I, we always used to almost mock the Premiership. You know, I'm going back four or five years, uh, yeah, Northern Hemisphere rugby. And now it's absolutely entertaining, particularly when conditions are good. And we've got some cracking matchups this weekend. I, I, would I be right in saying that your best bet of the weekend is going to come out of the Gallagher Premiership? I think, Brett, that that's an absolute no-brainer. Um, obviously, it would be nice if we had some team news, but that only gets released um, at midday the day before. So we'll have to wait for that, but lined up at some absolute cracking puns for the boys in the show. Excellent. Well, let's have, let's start with the uh, rugby championships and the Australia-South Africa match. And Henry, I'm going to start with you. We've got the Wallabies here, plus eight and a half. This handicap came out even before I got to do my own handicap, so I just kind of went with the bookies. But when I thought about it, I thought, ah, the bookies have got this about right from a handicap perspective. 
and there hasn't been a lot of movement in the week. What are your thoughts on it? Brent, I'm expecting the box to bounce back. Um, eight and a half there, you can get seven and a half if you shop, if you shop around. I think the minus is the way to go here. I think the box needed the run last week. Um, the, all, the Australia, they were they played against the All Blacks a few, a few times be just before, so they were sharper probably. Um, and they, they played the week before against the All Blacks. So yeah, I think the, the box uh, probably needed to run out and I think they will be much sharper this week. Their defense will be better. Um, I hope they, um, their discipline will be better because they considered a lot of three-pointers. Um, Australia scoring almost 30 points with just scoring one try. That's shocking defense, uh, shocking discipline from, from the, the box. So I hope the discipline is better and I expect the defense to be as good as normally it was. Um, and then, yeah, the, 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 the set pieces were really poor by the box. Normally, they dominate the scrums and the lineups. The scrums especially, they, they were really poor in the scrums, so I hope they can fix that. So yeah, I, I think the way to go is the box here. Um, I'd be wary to go in Australia. I, I, even with the record, Australia as in Australia against the box and with Australia winning last week, I think I'm expecting a bounce back. Um, I'm sure unsure of points here. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm um, yeah. Line now, um, oh, it points out. I haven't seen 48 the, and a half, 48 and a half points. Now that seems higher. Um, again, last week it was just 46 and a half, so just two points higher. But, um, I, yeah, you know, just with, with thinking the box discipline and defense will be better, especially the discipline. I think that the unders is the way to go again. So, yeah, that's my thoughts. Not strong in this game, but, but that's how I feel. Right, under 48 and a half for Henrik there. Welcome to all the boys in the live chat. Kevin, uh, tips, uh, punting, I think uh, sports punting tips on Twitter. We got one, we'll got. mention one of his bets that he's mentioned on Twitter later on on the show. And then also the conductor is saying uh, box to cover and Matthew Carley to slow the game down. Right, let's go to Neil and get his thoughts on this one. First of all, let's start with the handicap, Neil. Yeah, Brent, when I first saw this game, um, I initially was leaning box. Um, I thought the game was getting played at CBS Stadium. And upon further review, I see the games actually being played in in Brisbane at Suncorp. And if you do follow Australian rugby, that's their absolute fortress, similar to, to Loftus and the House of Pain for South Africa and New Zealand, respectively. So for me, this this handicap is four points too heavy. Um, I ex with, with that in mind and the box not having... One since 2013, obviously the box are hurting. I know they are a quality side and they made mistakes last weekend, which I do expect them to rectify. But for me, this handicap should be at four and a half. Would I be surprised if South Africa cover the handicap? No. But for me, if I'm getting a, a more than a converted try in a close affair, Australia with history favoring them, and us, we, we saw how they can close out a game, which is a big mental edge for me last weekend, that I'm quite happy to, to take this Australian plus eight and a half. Um, it won't be the biggest bet for me of the weekend, um, but it'll just be a, a small bit of interest. But probably a bit of a stronger player for me just to get an extra four points would be to take box one to 12. I think that that's a, a cracking punch. And if you shop around, you can get it in at about 16 to 10. Right. Well, Brad Young uh, coming on the on, on the live chat there and he's coming in with exactly that bet. And I've got to say, I like that as well. In fact, I liked that a bit last week as well. And even though I was quite strong on the Australia Plus, I was actually pulling for the box to win the game just for the sake of the rugby championship. You know, I was hoping they would, they would beat Australia and then, and then you know, set up real deciders up against New Zealand. So that was a bit disappointing for me. Just quickly, uh, on the points line there, 48 and a half, I'm going to tell you, Neil, that 
Henrik, in his short, very short space of time, has convinced me there. And the fact that, that it's at, at Suncorp as well is even more for me leaning towards the under 48 and a half. Yeah, just to to touch on there, um, Suncorp, bit of a it's a bit of a weird one. Um, it is an underground. It is quite humid um, in Brisbane there, and but the on the other side of the coin, every single game that Australia have played this year has gone overs. So that just sort of testifies to their bit of a, a weak defence as such, and they can turn turn on the the attacking points where necessary. But a bet I do like um, is sort of taking an extended line. I'm usually one to just go for the singles, but I do quite like the double here. It's under 54 and a half um, combined with over 40 and a half in the, in the Bristol Bears game, and you can get that at about evens. So I think just take the double there under 54 and a half in the box game and then over 40 and a half in the Bristol Bears game, and that should land quite comfortably. Right. Well, if at the Crow Tips on Twitter is watching tonight, a regular guest on the show, he'll enjoy that. He loves those doubles, and he's been on a good run on them on Twitter as well. Just uh, quickly, and I'll, I'll go to both of you on this one. Any... Uh, anything on the tries? I mean, uh, all of our tries were virtually, I think, rolling malls last weekend. And Albert de Vries coming in, he's saying odds on Marks scoring a try. Um, are they starting with, I haven't had a good look at the team, are they starting with Marks or, or with Bongi? I think Bongi's starting and Marks is coming off the bench, eh? Okay. Albert, I'm sure we'll get, a, we'll, get a, we'll get a price for you there on that one. But I quite like it. I mean, that is the South Africa's main method of scoring tries. What do you think of that, Henrik? What's Couch Critic going to be going for this weekend? Yeah, I know. Yeah, obviously the the, the Lucas for for the couch and yeah, the the box with their mall the, the at mall looked really um, good. So yeah, you have to go with the Lucas. Um, and yeah, I, the the box um, wingers they didn't really get the the ball last week. So yeah, you can't go with backs. Um, yeah, I agree with that one. Maybe uh, I, I'm sure. Um, I might be looking at someone like Kwaha for the last try scorers, something something like that in that range. Um, I, I'm not one for try scorers. I'm terrible at it, so I, that's just giving money away to the bookmakers. So yeah, I'm not one to ask about try scorers. But yeah, obviously Marx is a great um, call on that one because of that more by the box. Well, I see Couch is watching the show there, so he's going to hopefully share a selection or two, well, I say, on the try scorers. But let's move on to the next game. And that, of course, is Argentina up against New Zealand. Now, last week, Neil, I mean, Argentina, the handicap was 23.5 points. It was fairly stable throughout the week. I feared New Zealand, but, you know, I looked at it and I, I didn't get too involved. I didn't get involved really in the, in the cap, but I expected so much more from Argentina. And at the end of the day, I'm not sure that I've ever watched a test match where a team has looked less like scoring a point. And, and actually ended up with a deserved zero on the score sheet. The All Blacks were absolutely dominant. If you're going to criticize the All Blacks last week, it's they actually should have won by more than 39 points. And, and where does that leave us this week? Sure. Brent, Argentina. I mean, where do we start? I, I've watched them. I like them. I don't like them. I analyze them. I don't analyze them. So this is how I, I read, read into it. Um, Argentina are a fantastic side in, in close games. So they're fantastic against the likes of Wales, Scotland, um, probably Italy, in keeping it close. But as soon as they face sort of a, a significantly stronger side, they really, really do struggle to cover caps. And the reason being is that the cap could be 18 and a half, it could be 35 and a half, but Argentina just don't score points. And that is that is just the fact of it. And you can't win test matches if you don't score points. So if you look at last weekend, um, 
Argentina took a nice donut there in the previous fixture. I think they also lost 35-0, and that's covering 35.5-point handicaps uh, minuses. And if you look, at, if you had to look at that, you would immediately jump on the plus if the bookmakers had to offer that to you at the start. But in hindsight, you can literally just look and be like, Argentina just can't score points. So for me, this is a very, very difficult cap to call. And I, would, I would be, wouldn't even be thinking about taking Argentina on the plus here. I see they've gone for Carreras at Flyoff, which I think is quite a bizarre call. He's very much uh, an out-and-out fullback slash wing. Um, so I think they're panicking a bit. And yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see the, um, New Zealand cover this handicap quite comfortably. I see that they've done a bit of rotation. But for me, that the New Zealand second stringers are almost more motivated than the, the first choice players against Argentina to show Foster that they can step up. So for me, this is this is either a no bet or a New Zealand on the minus. Um, there's no other ways to look at it. Yeah, I, must, I was looking at the New Zealand side when I saw 11 changes and I thought, wow. They're going to be weaker. And yeah, you'd argue they might be a little bit weaker and maybe DMAC at, at fly half and all the rest. But geez, what a team. And as you say, the guys are going to be absolutely motivated to step up there. Now, let's go to Henrik. Now, you, you mentioned at the end there, Neil, you said this is either a New Zealand or a no bet for me. Now, I know what Henrik's going to say. He's going to say, if I'm not I'm not backing New Zealand at the Foster, but then I'd rather call a no bet if I fancy them a little bit. What are you, what are you doing here, Henrik? Hi, Brent. I actually spoke to a mate of mine early in the week and I know, you know, like you, you summed me up under Foster now with New Zealand, how my betting goes on New Zealand. But if if the team was similar to last week, I actually told my mate I would back New Zealand on the minus here. Um, but yeah, with this team, I don't like Damien McKenzie at 10. Um, he, he's a great 15, but he's not a 10. Um, doesn't get the line away like he should, in my opinion. He's not in the same class as Bowden Barrett and Richie Mwanga at 10. Um, so, yeah, it's so tough backing Argentina because, like Neil said, they don't score points. Um, they actually made, um, even against Wales um, earlier in the year and against us, they look so poor on attack. They, they play so much rugby without scoring points. So, it's really tough going for Argentina. But I yeah, I just don't like Damien McKenzie at 10 and not at 1. I don't like his Toro Lomax at, at tight hit. I don't like that. So I think the All Black Scrum won't be dominant. Um, for me, small bet on the on the plus 26 and a half, um, and then a, a medium bet on on the um, first half plus for Argentina. I think they'll, they'll keep it um, tight. So the plus 12 and a half, and then my main bet. Which is probably most guys would think this is a, a bit of a risky bet or very risky bet going under on New Zealand points, but under 40 and a half points on New Zealand. Um, last week they were really dominant and they didn't get to 40. So with Damien McKenzie at 10, um, I like the under, under 40 and a half on New Zealand. Just want to go to Neil here quickly. Neil, Damien McKenzie at 10, what did you make of Barrett at 10 last week? I thought he was, I thought he, he had an excellent game and, um, it makes me think, imagine having to choose between Barrett and Moanga at 10. Brent, you don't need to be a good goal kicker if you can just do it yourself. Um, but for me, I um, anyone who knows me knows that I'm the biggest Bowden Barrett fan. Um, he's probably is one of my favorite rugby players of all time. But to be quite honest, test match rugby is one in the smallest of margins. And if I was a New Zealand coach, I would pick Richie Moanga at Flyhoff because uh, assuming I don't have another good goal kicker in in my team, I think Bowden Barrett is a better ten. 
But um, just in terms of kicking in those clutch moments, that's where World Cups are won. That's where Lions series are won. That's where rugby championships are won. So for me, Barrett can't just do it alone, um, producing these miracle passes against a very poor Pumas team to convince me otherwise. Um, just to, And just to touch on the total points there, um, yeah, I would be very nervous going on on the the All Blacks. And as I do understand Henrik's, Henrik's reasoning, but I just don't think I'm in for a, an 80-minute sweat uh, to do so. The the All Blacks could be could be sort of 24 nil, um, 24 points on the board with with seven minutes to go, and you just you're still a bit nervous with your bet, especially with Will Jordan on the park. So I think I've got a rule of thumb is I just don't take the total team's points unders whenever Will Jordan's on the field for more than 60 minutes of the game. Yeah, fair um, enough. I must say, I've had many a nervous moments. Sorry, Henry. Yeah, no, I, I won't be stressing any bit because I won't be seeing a minute of either of these two games. I'll be fishing this weekend, so I'll be next to the um, on the rocks, on the next to the ocean. So I, I won't have any stress on these these games. Then take. I reckon if you're fishing, then you take the unders, and you just uh, you don't have that tension of watching the game, and you yeah. <laughs> you'll be okay. But I really like your under forty-eight and a half on Australia there, Henrik. I must say, I do. Fancy that one quite a bit. Let's move on to New Zealand now. As far as I can tell, we've got four games. You guys correct me if there's any more, but I've managed to get betting four games here. And I know both of you follow the MPC, but Henrik, I'm going to start with you the first game. This is uh, Friday morning South Africa time. Waikato against Canterbury. And here we've got a, a very close game. We've got Waikato. I'm on player bets at the moment, minus one and a half, and a total points line of 50 and a half. Yeah, Brent. Um, I like Waikato to to beat uh, um, Canterbury. Yeah, when the betting came out first in the week, I, I liked them very strong. Um, had a look at the teams um, this morning, and yeah, the Canterbury team doesn't look that bad. So I'm I, I, I'm not as strong on this on, on the Waikato win as I was when I first saw the teams. I think the way to go here is always on Waikato points. Um, Strangely, it's come into 26 and all. Um, both teams' um, points has come in a point um, from 27 and a half and 25 and a half, and total points were 52 and a half, and it's come in. I actually fancied the overs um, before it came in. So, yeah, I like the, the overs on Waikato, especially because they, they play a good brand of rugby and their games are normally really high scoring for both teams, actually. So, the over 15 and a half is a solid bet as well, but I like the over 26 and a half on Waikato, and, and I think Waikato will win the game as well. Right, well, at Sports Punting Tips there on Twitter, I know he did, this was his bet that he wanted me to share on the show, over 20 and a half, sorry, 24 and a half points for Canterbury, so he's thinking along similar lines to you probably on the overs, he's just picked a different team as his fancy there. So let's see, Neil, have you had a good chance to look at the NPC? Yeah, no, I've had a, a fair look at it. Um, initially, um, at the start of the week, when I saw uh, when I saw the lines, I was favouring Waikato. But as soon as the I saw the team sheets, complete change of opinion. I'm very, very strong in Canterbury here, um, and I think there's one reason and one reason only, and that's Billy Harmon um, in the back row for Canterbury. He's he's immense. He's if you watch his fixture, he makes a huge difference, and I know he's going to be an absolute menace in the NPC. Waikato's team that they put, uh, I think personally, that they put out is, is very disappointing. So I'm very, very strong on, on Canterbury here. I think this is a cracking bet. I've, I've just had a look now, and I can, I can see you can still get um, Canterbury plus three and a half um, at about 15 to 20, which I think is a, an absolute gem for me. Um, and also to add to that, I've seen Canterbury over 23 and a half, and for me, that's that's pure gold. Um, yeah, so two very, very strong 
strong plays for me on this game. Right, interesting. Well, we've got a, a nice little division there. And uh, although if Henrik goes for his over 50 and a half, he won't mind if Canterbury run away with a few points there as well. Let's move on to the next game. Uh, Taranaki against Wellington. This one, we might be, I don't know how much team news we've got, but uh, it's taking place on Saturday at 4 o'clock in the morning, South African time. And here, Neil, we'll start with you. We've got Taranaki, the home team, plus three and a half against Wellington. Yeah, I'm not gonna not gonna claim this this bet as my own because I think Conductor put me onto this one, but I'm all over the home side here. I managed to pick up um, plus six and a half um, at eight to ten, and then I got plus five and a half at nine to ten, plus four and a half I think at at evens. So yeah, I'm all in on the on the Bulls at home here, and I've also also grabbed some some uh, can uh, sorry Taranaki uh, outrights. I think I got it at two to one. I couldn't believe the price. So for me, they've got the, I'm going to quote the article here, they've got the complete wrong favourites. Um, that The Wellington side for me is quite poor. Um, I can't believe that they, they are favourites going to going to Taranaki with the forward pack they have. Um, so yeah, I think there's not much more to be said than than just take take the home side here. Right, Taranaki. Uh, Henrik, are you in agreement with this one? Uh, Brent, you obviously didn't read, uh, read our messages on the WhatsApp group this morning. With me and Brenda Vessels, we were going crazy with the messages on on, Taranaki, on this game, especially when the teams came out. And yeah, I, I'm very, very strong on Taranaki. I, I won't be touching the plus here, just taking Taranaki to win, taking minuses on big prices on um, Taranaki. Um, they're going to win this easily. I actually took some um, Taranaki by 15 plus at almost 18 to 1. So yeah, I like Taranaki very strong here. Right, and is this game televised, Henrik, or you'll be streaming it from somewhere? No, it, it won't be televised. It's four o'clock on Saturday morning, and yeah, like I said, I'm going fishing this weekend, so they won't be rugby. Oh, yeah. But yeah, the, the game won't be on Super Sport, so you'll have to stream it if you want to watch it. Right, well, let's stay with you for the next game. Northland up against Tasman. Yeah, I do have a total points line for you. It's 58 and a half, and the handicap we've got here. Oh, this is a big one. We've got the home team, Northland, plus 28 and a half against Tasman. Yeah, this is a, a interesting one. Um, it's tough going for Northland, but at home, I think the plus is the way to go here. Yeah? Um, and I, then, yeah, Brendan Vessels, he, he highlighted the, the um, um, Taniwa, the um, Northland, plus over 13 and a half points earlier in the week. So, yeah, he, he likes a few points there on the, this one for, from the home side, and I think that's the way to go. Um, Tasman, as good as they are, haven't been that great this year. So, yeah, I think not not a confident bet, but the um, team on the plus and that overs from Brandon Vessels on, on the um, team's points. All right. Uh, Neil, you on this game? Yeah, I think similar similar feeling there. Um, Tiny far over, over 13 and a half. It's very, very nerve-wracking nerve taking a big plus um, from the Tiny far. It's a team I love to bet on, but it's also a team I love to get burnt by. Um, I've got a couple of of players who I, who I quite enjoy for them, uh, the likes of Scott Gregory and Rennie Ranger when he used to play. So, yeah, I liked, I enjoy watching the Northland fixtures and obviously Big Red, so that's Tom Robertson, and but he's not he's not playing this weekend. So, small, small interest on, on Tiny far over 13 and a half. Just because I think they'll be quite fired up, and yeah, that's just sort of two tries and hopefully two two conversions to get that one home. Right, and the final game that I've got the betting on you. I don't know. You can tell me if there's any more, but Hawks Bay and Bay of Plenty. This looks like it's on Sunday morning. Don't have a points line for you at this stage, but uh, well, basically a choice game. This uh, 
if anything, the home team Hawks may maybe half a point favorite over Bay of Plenty. Sure, Brent's very, very tricky fixture to call. Um, this is a ran fairly shield game. Um, so with that in mind, I'll probably just lean the home side. No money down for me at the moment. I think I'm going to wait to see team sheets because I'm not too sure um, who's available, who's not at, at this point in time. But Hawks Bay are very, very strong at home. Um, and I hope Ash Diction can carry them through and to keep that chill for one more week. Right. And Hendrik, your opinion on this one? Yeah, Brent, this is a big one every year. The Battle of the Base, the two base playing each other. And now it's a, like Neil said, it's a Ranfilly Shield game as well. So this is a massive game. This is probably the game of the weekend on the NPC. Um, betting wise, yeah, I agree with Neil. Not strong on e either one this on this game. But yeah, probably have to go with Hawks Bay at home. Um, but both plenty their quality side. So yeah, small, small. Fancy on on Hawks Bay, but if you can watch the game, just watch the game for fun of it. It's going to be a really good game, I think. Right, and Hendrik, you're not going to hang around for the Gallagher. You haven't looked at that. No, no, no. I'm useless at that, so yeah, I, I'm not definitely not you'll staying. Listen, on that. listen to listen listen to Neil going through that. But then before you leave, just give us your your best bets for the weekend. Yeah, Taranaki, Brent, um, any minus you can take on Taranaki, just Taranaki to win the game at, at probably, you, you'll probably get 17 to 10 still. Um, like I said, I'm not taking the plus, I'm just taking the, them to win the game. Um, so yeah, and you can take a bigger minus on them as well. So I like Taranaki very strong. Taranaki strong for Henrik there. Henrik Swart, thanks very much. Great having you back on the show. Good to see you with your box shirt on. I would hate to have envisaged what we might have seen if Australia had scored that second try. But thanks a lot. <laughs> and have, have a cracking weekend. Enjoy the fishing, mate. Yeah, you don't want me to take it off, eh? Yeah, no, thanks, Brent. <laughs> um, I'll enjoy the fishing, fishing and th thanks. And good luck to all the Panthers. Yeah, enjoy the show further. Bye. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Henrik. That leaves uh, Neil and I now. We're going to talk a little bit of Gallagher Premiership. So, Neil, before we get into the matches themselves, let's just touch on the... On the outright betting, I, I opened a page and I, I, didn't, I know there's a lot of markets overseas which unfortunately aren't available. But just looking outright, we've got Saracens who obviously just moved back up to the Gallagher. They're 19 to 10. Exeter Chiefs, 21 to 10. You've got 5 to 1, the Bears. Anything stand out for you, first of all, in the outright markets? And feel free to mention any perhaps exotic markets which aren't available locally but you've spotted overseas. No, um, nothing Nothing at this point in time for me, Brent. Um, I think if you can get a decent price on Leicester Tigers to finish top four, have a nibble on that for some for some long-term interest. But for me, um, I don't like to have my capital tied up. I like to sort of to, to hammer down on the on the, the middle line as, as such every week, and I think that's far, far better value, unless, there's, unless you're really strong on something and you can, you can see quite far into the future. Then, yeah, I think just best, best to save your money and just, just whack the handicaps every week. Yeah, no, fair enough. I used to be a big long-term player, but that was when I had more disposable income as well. And I think you're right. The, the money's better put to work at the end of the day each week. I can tell you at UK Rugby Tips, who, uh, UK Rugby Betting Tips on Twitter, who also comes on the show and will be, I think, on the, he said he's keen to come on next week as well. He is also strong on that, and I think he got a price of about 11 to 2. Um, on that. So, yeah, Leicester Tigers, watch them this season. They may be good for a top four finish. But let's move on to the games itself. We've got a game on Friday night, and there's been plenty of betting movement in this one, from what I can tell, because we had a post on Good for the Game early in the week saying, back the Bristol Bears. People back the Bristol Bears. They've come right in. 
I think I think this is almost a choice game. It's minus six and a half now on the Bears. But I've also seen some sentiment saying, just be careful. They're also missing a couple of players. We've got the Bears against Saracens. It's a cracking opener, isn't it? No, Brent, absolute cracker to to head us off first up. And it's even a pleasure to see that Wayne Barnes is on the whistle for this. So it's going to be a test, a test match like atmosphere at Ashton Gate. I know that the stadium will be absolutely rocking. There'll be it'll be a packed thirty thousand um, seater. First time that they've been a uh, full capacity crowd since since COVID struck. So I know that the Bristolians are going to be out there in numbers. And Bristol are one of those sides that don't often let the the supporters down in the first home game of the season. So for me, I'm quite strong on the home side here. But obviously, that was when I I got yes. it as a choice game. I I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw when I saw that Bristol were were nine to ten at home in the first game, packed stadium with, and it was open knowledge that that all the lines wouldn't be available. I see that the handicap has jumped out to about six and a half, seven and a half. So it's obviously tough for me to to fully get behind that when I'm when. I'm on a, a better price in my head, but a bet that I do like is um, over. So to take Bristol over 25 and a half uh, points, reason being, I uh, don't have to think too much into it. Wayne Barnes is, is the biggest overs ref in the Gallagher Premiership. Round one um, at Ashton Gate. The the home side is going to be absolutely rocking here. I would, I would, I was initially thinking um, total points overs, but I just don't know if I can trust this, the Saracen side, especially after seeing they got, um, they got absolutely hammered by by Ulster in their last preseason game. So for me, a safe bet is just to take Bristol over 25 and a half, sit back and enjoy your Friday night. That's what I'll be doing with my Friday. I'll be following you on that bet as well, Neil. Let's move on to the other games. Unfortunately, don't have points lines because they take place on Saturday. We've got the Worcester Warriors here. And they are, this is a tight game against London Irish, but the home team, the Worcester Warriors, here, player bets, they slight favourites, call it minus half a point. Yeah, I think Brent, this is probably one of my my bets of the weekend. Um, I'm going to take Worcester Warriors to to beat London Irish here. It is nervous, nervous um, taking an outright bet with our team news, but I'm I'm quite confident in this pick. Um, Warriors have done a huge turnover um, at the end of the season. They've changed their coaching staff. They've done a massive squad squad revamp. They've got Rory Sutherland and Duan Fandamava in, obviously who won't be available due to being on on Lions duty. But they're starting a new project here, and I think that in round one, in the opening fixture, coming up against a perennial struggler in London Irish at a packed um, six-way stadium, there's only one way to go, and that's that's to to go for the home side here. So I think it's going to be quite a convincing win for for the home side. Those stories, another confident selection there from Neil. Then we go into the team that we just discussed, the Leicester Tigers up against the Exeter Chiefs. And here we got another tight game, uh, but here we got the Chiefs edging favoritism at sort of half a point favorite here. Basically, we're pretty close to a choice game here, Neil. Yeah, so when this opened up, it opened at about four and a half, five and a half. I was quick to jump on to, to the Tigers Plus. Tigers obviously a lot less affected by Lions duty and injuries, whereas Chiefs are, are proper, are very, very thin going into this this fixture. Um, and I'm going to call call an upset in round one and go for for Tigers to to beat the Chiefs. Um, it is it is tricky going against the Exeter Chiefs, but I just don't think that the players that have come in have the the necessary experience sort of to carry that mentality forward. They're going to be I don't think they're going to they're going to be too much cohesion in the set pieces, and I really think they'll be under pressure um, from round one. And so for this season in particular, I'm definitely going to be looking to to side with um, the underdogs at home, um, especially with the the packed out stadium. And in round one, Tigers I think are going to really make a, a statement of intent here. Right, looking forward to that one as well. Northampton Saints up against Gloucester. Yeah, we do have a firm favourite in the Northampton Saints, and they're minus five and a half. 
So, Prince, I think if anyone who watches the Gallagher will know that these are, are two of the most unpredictable sides in the whole competition. Saints, lo Saints look fantastic um, in midweek. They look fantastic on paper. You, you can you can look at their highlights package. It's just it's just a, a sight to behold. We just absolutely never know what they're going to conjure up. And similar to Gloucester, they're two very very unpredictable sides. Put it this way: if Gloucester were playing um, against Northampton Saints um, at the King's Home, the handicap would be exactly the same um, in term in favour of of Gloucester. So Gloucester would be five or six point favourites. So it's one of those teams where the bookmakers literally really struggle to separate, and they just um, they give a, a reasonable head start to the home side. Probably rightly so, but for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with with um, Northampton to get the job done in round one. I think that Gloucester, there's a bit of a bit of issues going on behind the scenes, and I think that North Northampton ended the season off quite strongly last year. So I think that they will will be able to cover this this opening day spread. Right, get the job done there. Then two more games to talk about: Sale up against Bath, and here we've got Sale fairly firm favourites here. In fact, it's the biggest handicap on the opening weekend of minus eight and a half. Sure. So Brent, if if rugby was was played on paper, I think Bath would be would be competing for the top in every single every single season, and I think the opposite can be true that can be said about Sense. So Sense are one of those teams where, if you know it, I've got one rule about the English Premiership is that you never take sell sharks on the minus. I've, and I've said it before that the, the minus could be thirty five and a half against um, against the EP elephants. It could be minus sixty and a half against the under thirteen seaside. It doesn't matter what the minus is. I'm convinced that these players go into the sports betting websites right before kickoff. They look at what the minus is and they and they decide that they're gonna they're gonna score slightly less points than that. So for me, my biggest rule of Gallagher Premiership betting is I won't I won't ever touch a a sale sharks minus. And I literally say this before I go to bed every single night, Brent. So for me, there's only one way to go here, and that's that, and that's on the Bath Plus. It's not the it's not the most confident bet of the weekend, um, just because Bath are one of those sides that that are really really poor on the road, so they re they really do get uh, get full value for for their performances at the rec at home. So they always pick up their points there. So yeah, a cautious a cautious player on on the Bath plus here. Right, and the final game that I've got for the weekend: the Newcastle Falcons up against Harlequins, and here we've got uh, the visitors Harlequins favourites at four and a half points, so minus four and a half Harlequins. Yeah, so Brent, this also opened up um, a tad high. It opened up at about seven and a half, eight and a half. I was quite quick to jump on the Falcons here. Um, it's also noteworthy that this is um, Mike Brown's first fixture against his old side after a bit of a, an acrimonious e exit from from Harlequins um, after I think amassing over three hundred appearances. And Harlequins is one of those those sides where no team like to travel there, especially in the in the colder months. Um, the, the, the stadium is played in an artificial turf and it is really exposed. So the wind does tend to howl there. It gets very, very cold in Newcastle. And it's also very, very, it's a far trip for all the other sides in the competition. So it's one of those fixtures that I feel like none of the teams really enjoy playing. And the Falcons are one of those teams. That's a, they're very much an in-your-face type type side. So opening week, I've said it before, Pack Stadium, round one, I think it would be silly to go against the plus here, especially with Harlequins missing some crucial players. Right, so we've got. A, I can hear you quite uh, confident on on most of the games. It's going to be probably not that easy for you, Neil, to narrow down your your best bets of the weekend. So feel free to throw in more than one. No, perfect. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a, a host of of plays here. So I think my best bet of the weekend um, in the NPC is either Taranaki, Taranaki plus five and a half. I think I've I just had a look. You can still get it, or Canterbury plus three and a half. Um, also, also take those two teams for smaller players um, on the board. 
Um, next up in the Premiership, I, I'm quite strong on the Warriors to to do an over London Irish at home. Um, and then also I really like that double of under 54 and a half um, points in Australia, South Africa game onto over 40 and a half in uh, what's that Bristol Saracens. I think oh, those, those Saracens, are cracking players. Excellent. Neil, thanks very much. And to those of you who haven't yet subscribed to our weekly betting newsletter, it'll go out tomorrow morning. I'll have the ACA back this weekend. And no doubt a lot of Neil's selections will be going into that. There is a link down below there. I'll be looking to bounce back from last week, you know, been on a good run, but when I'm wrong, sometimes I'm very wrong. I was on Sharks points last week. I think it was over 22 and a half, and they eventually scored a late try to get to 10 against the Bulls. Absolutely outplayed, totally outmuscled in that Curry Cup final. But uh, yeah, thanks to all the boys who joined us on the live chat. And Neil, to yourself, uh, good having you back on the show. I know you've been busy at work, really appreciate the time, but I know you're going to be in one place on the weekend, and that's stuck to the TV and, and with your laptop and your phone and, and punting like a wild man. No, Brent, over the moon that, that rugby's back in full swing. We've got some packed out stadiums, which, which just for me is is the, actually the, the ultimate winner at the end of the day, just sort of seeing life return to normal. So very, very excited for this weekend. Hopefully I can, I can tip a couple of winners for the boys. Excellent. Thanks, Neil. Thanks, everyone. And we'll see you next week for the Handicap Rugby Chat That Matters.